Welcome back to the Becoming Fully Free podcast. This week is our last week of re-releasing some of the most popular Becoming Fully Free podcast episodes from the last year. So it was one year ago this month that I started this podcast on a whim. And so to celebrate that, we're closing out season one of the podcast with some of the most popular episodes. And so we are at week five. If you missed the last four, no big deal. You can go back and listen to those later. But today we're going to talk about that time I went sugar-free for 30 days. <laughs> and I say sugar-free very loosely because you know I love all things sugar, cookies, candies, pastries, donuts, all those things. So <clears throat> why would I challenge myself with cutting all those things out? When I've come so far in terms of eating them moderately and mindfully, I'm spilling all the details in this episode. And it sounds kind of crazy to say sugar-free because it really wasn't, but I get into all the details of how I navigated it and why I chose to navigate it the way I did in this episode. It was a really, really fun experiment and a really fun episode to record. So enjoy it. And then next week, I'll be back with some fresh episodes for you. If you have any requests for podcast episodes or anything like that, find me on social media at Lauren Bradley Coaching on Instagram. Send me your ideas, send me your questions, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Welcome to the Becoming Fully Free podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bradley, Certified Holistic Health Coach and Nutritionist. And if you're ready to get focused on what it takes to create not just a body that you love and healthy habits that feel easy, but also building a life that feels so aligned, so empowering, and so fun, you've come to the right place. So buckle up, sister, because your life is about to change. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Becoming Fully Free podcast, episode 51. I'm going to talk today about this little experiment I did with myself over the last 30 days where I went sugar and flour free. So that meant candy was out, cookies were out, bread was out, all of these things that I, I do really, well, now I'm realizing I don't really love them, but but these foods that I really like, I went without for 30 days. And there were a couple of reasons why I did this. First was to experiment with this concept of fat adaptation, where basically that's a fancy phrase for just saying your body uses fat as fuel instead of carbs. So this is what keto is kind of based on. But keto takes it to the extreme and it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> All I did was cut out processed sugar and white flour. I didn't cut out fruit. I didn't cut out certain vegetables. Um, so all of that stayed. I even had some rice sometimes. Um, or I didn't have rice. I had pasta, but it was the red lentil pasta. So I'm going to talk about like some of the swaps I did and things like that. But, but that was number one. I wanted to experiment with what it would be like to, you know, just take those foods away for a little bit. The second reason was because I would sit on my couch and me and my clients have a joke about this, how sometimes I would have candy for dinner. I would have handfuls of like gummies for dinner. Or uh, last time I was home, I bought this candy at the Dollar Tree that I just loved. And my whole way back from Cape Cod to my sister's house, I was just snacking on candy. 
that's an hour long drive, at least. I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes. That's completely unnecessary. <laughs> so while I didn't feel like the sugar was having any immediate ill effects on my body, I know better than to fool myself into thinking that long-term, that's not going to be a problem. Now, I'm not even talking about weight gain. That's not something I'm even afraid of. I know, and I fully believe that there's nothing I can eat that's going to make me gain weight because I trust myself to stop when I want to and to eat when I want to. So that wasn't it. It was more like, I swear to God, the most money I've ever spent in my entire life has been at dentists. <laughs> like, cavities all over the place. So things like that. And then just the idea that your body literally never needs processed sugar. Never, never, never. It never needs processed sugar. It never needs, needs white flour. It never needs cookies. And so while I had grown leaps and bounds with my relationship with food in the past seven years and my relationship with alcohol in terms of like buffering hard feelings. I was like, okay, what if now I take away the sugar, I take away the flour and let me just see what happens. And it was right after my last trip um, visiting family that I started. So it was right around June 20th that I started. And today is July 21st. So it has been just about 30 days. So I want to share a little bit of that journey with you. So the first few days I was totally fine. And this is going to sound so familiar. If you've ever done a diet before you're excited about it. You're like, okay, what swaps can I make? What recipes can I make? And let me actually just say this too, you know, cutting out bread and pasta and things like that, that was not hard for me because I don't really eat those foods anyway. Where I was coming from was more from this place of like, okay, I eat a couple of peanut butter cups after lunch every day, or I have, um, you know, a sandwich thin at breakfast or my bags of candy for dinner. So, <laughs> so I wanted, to, I was really more experimenting with the candy more than the flour and the cookies and things like that. But the first couple of days, fine. Day three, I got slammed with a headache. Withdrawal from this stuff is real. You will feel like shit if this is stuff you're used to eating frequently, like I was. Um, but after that, I actually felt okay. And it was not hard to do. That was like the biggest surprise to me. So even when I went away um, with Danny, we went away for 4th of July weekend to Nashville and I had cocktails. I am trying to think, I did have a biscuit when I was there because we went to this breakfast place. It's like known for their biscuits. So I had one of their biscuits, but the rest of my breakfast was protein, fat, and fiber. It was um, shakshuka. So it was eggs, tomatoes, onions, garlic, peppers, all of that yummy, yummy stuff. And then I had a, a biscuit on the side. And it, what was funny to me, and it's, it just goes to show how much all of the mindset work I've done around food pays off still, even though I'm like, I feel like seven years, quote unquote, recovered from my binge eating habits and my restriction and dieting and all of that. Um, I had no desire to keep eating the flour or keep eating the sugar. It wasn't like, okay, I, I broke my protocol. And so now all is lost. It was like, no, I just had the biscuit and I moved on. And I think that that was the only time in that entire trip that I actually broke the protocol. Because like I tell you guys all the time, I like to keep my meals the same at home. 
and the same when I go out. Now, when I go out to eat, a lot of times we'll get nachos and split those. But if we don't do that, nine times out of 10, I'm going to get some kind of salad with chicken on it because I like it. I feel like salads taste so much better when you go out <laughs> versus making them at home. So they're super tasty. They're really satisfying. I don't walk away feeling bloated and gross. I just know what works well for my body. And so I pretty much stuck to the protein, fat, and fiber protocol. We did get some appetizers. We got like fried alligator bites and things like that. Obviously that had flour in it, but again, it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't like, oh my God, like I'm totally ruining this, ruining this and not doing it right. There was none of that. And so uh, Danny and I were talking about it and he's like, you know, you really need to tell people that you're doing this and you need to tell them how you decide when something's worth it and when it's not. And it's so funny because like, I don't want to say he has no idea what I do. Clearly he does, but he always, always under the assumption that I was more like fitness, like workouts and things like that, which is certainly part of what I do. But it was just funny to have him say like, you got to tell people about this and how like the mindset works and all of this. I thought that was really cute. So, but I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait until the experiment was over so that I could give you a really clear idea of exactly how it went and what my plan is moving forward. So anyway, after Nashville um, happened, we came back and I just settled right back into my routine. So instead of the sandwich then, which I had been doing for probably a few months now anyway, was I replaced the sandwich thin with potatoes at breakfast. So I kept the potatoes in. Um, let's see, what else? I would have the turkey burgers, but I would put them on a salad. I would do my shredded chicken. I mean, I kept everything the same. I still had potato chips sometimes. This wasn't anything crazy. It was literally like in my mind, it was like, okay, you're just not eating cookies or danishes. You guys know I love my Danishes if you follow me on Instagram and I'm not having candy. Um, and so I, I was faced over the last 30 days with a couple times where I really got to choose. So one time when we were in Nashville, uh, we met up with Danny's parents and we went to this burger place and I just ordered a burger without a bun. I got an extra side salad and that was it. It was really good. It was totally satisfying. I had no need for the bun. I didn't even miss it. So it was little swaps like that. The biscuit was worth it because it was special. It was what that particular restaurant was known for. Whereas a hamburger bun, like not so special, not so worth it. So that's one way that I picked and choose. The other place that we went to where we got the appetizers that were fried, I was hungry. And if you've ever been to Nashville, healthy choices are not um, abundant <laughs> when you're in certain parts of the city. So we were right downtown at a blues bar. So we just ordered some appetizers. So anyway, then we get back and I just fell right back into my routine. It was normal. It wasn't hard. I wasn't craving candy until... <laughs> until I had to go to the doctors and get a procedure done that was extremely uncomfortable. Everything's fine, but it was extremely uncomfortable. It was a little bit scary. And then waiting for the results of that test was also really scary. So that was, I'm looking at my calendar. That was July 9th. So Danny came home from work and he's like, all right, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to go eat nachos. So we went and ate nachos, no flour, no sugar, Nachos are made with corn chips. It was all good. And then after that, I really wanted something sweet. 
really, really bad. And I was like, I'm aware that this is emotional eating. I am aware of why I'm doing this. I am aware that this goes against the protocol that I have set for myself. On the other hand, it felt like for both him and I, because he, since he's been back from his deployment, his schedule has been insane. He commutes an hour and a half to work every single day and then drives an hour and a half home. So he is just run down. He's exhausted. So we just needed a night where we laid in bed, watched movies and ate ice cream. And at the end of the weekend, we got a pint of the Talenti, Talentini. I had never had it before. It's gelato. Oh my God. It's so good. It is so good. But at the end of the weekend, he always asked me, he's like, what was your favorite part of the weekend? And I forget what I said, but he's like, my favorite part was laying in bed and eating ice cream. And he's, and that's when he said, again, he's like, you need to talk about this. He's like, you need to talk about why you felt like you needed that and how good it felt to actually do it. And it was because it wasn't necessarily about the ice cream, but it was more about like the two of us doing something together that just felt indulgent, that just felt kind of fun. That was like, oh my God, like we're grown ass people eating ice cream in bed. How fun is this? And it really was. And so he said that that was actually his favorite part of the weekend. And I just loved that because it really, again, as much as I was like, this is emotional eating, it's going against the protocol. It also just felt so fun to do it that it was 100% worth it. And here's what I tell my clients all the time. You know, if you're making an impulsive eating choice or a mindful eating choice by the energy behind it. I wasn't like, oh my God, I need ice cream. And if I don't have ice cream, I'm going to die. It was like, I really, really want it. I really want it. And I really want to do this with him. And I just want to relax. And I just don't want to worry about anything. And of course, it wasn't the ice cream that made me feel relaxed. And it wasn't the ice cream that made me not worry about anything. That was my thoughts, right? But the ice cream was just a really nice, a really fun thing for us to have together. And we still have a pint in the fridge now, two weeks later, that we haven't touched yet. And so that was just an example of like picking and choosing what's worth it. And I did feel better after, but again, it wasn't because of the ice cream. It was just because of that like shared experience that him and I had together and being with him just makes me feel that much happier anyway. Um, and then after the ice cream, I just carried on with my life. Now I did like have a crepe. You guys are probably listening to this like, oh my God. Okay. She says she went sugar-free and flour-free and she's had a biscuit. She's had fried food. She's had ice cream. She's had a crepe. But here's what I always tell you. You can pick any protocol you want. You can try any diet you want. You can work with any coach you want. You have to make sure that the program and the protocol works for you right? You have to give yourself some flexibility. Now, if one of my clients, or if I had a fat loss goal and I was allowing these little things in all the time, I might want to reconsider. I might want to say, okay, I wonder why I'm doing this. I wonder why I keep allowing these things in when I know it's not going to help me get closer to my goal. But for me, this was more just like an experiment of mindfulness. It was more just like, how am I going to feel without this stuff in, in my diet? Um, so I had a crepe one weekend, but it was filled with eggs, cheese, potatoes, tomatoes, and a sauce. And that was pretty much it. Those were kind of my four um, 
like allowances. I don't even want to say that, but those are the four times that I had flour or sugar throughout the month. And the results of that, I don't even know physically when I started, I was like, oh, maybe I should take like before and after pictures, but that's not what it was about. It wasn't about changing my body. It was really to say, or really to see, okay, if if I don't have the peanut butter cups after lunch, how's that going to feel? If I don't have candy sitting in my cabinet how or cookies, how is that going to feel? And the funny thing is, um, I did have chocolate in my fridge the whole time. I have chocolate chips in there, chocolate and white chocolate. Um, there were crackers in my cabinet the whole time. There were things around. There's bread. There's all this stuff because Danny wasn't, I mean, he did it a little bit with me, but you know, this wasn't his thing. This was more my thing. So he had the foods that he wanted around. Oh, and one thing that we did both do together, you guys know, I love my creamer and my coffee. I call it my chemical shit storm creamer. Cause it's like cinnamon toast, crunch creamer and mocha, um, peppermint creamer. I cut that out and I just used heavy whipping cream. We got a frother. And so I started using that instead and the first couple of weeks I was like, yeah, no, after these 30 days are up, like I'm going back to my creamer for sure. This is just not enjoyable. And now I don't mind it. I actually like it. I like the taste of my coffee. I like the taste of the heavy cream in there. It's really, really good. It's actually got me drinking two cups of coffee a day now. So just one. So that was an interesting shift there. Um, I have not gone out. I've gone to the grocery store. Um, did a big grocery shop, but I haven't gotten any candy. I haven't gotten any cookies. I haven't really bought anything that I thought would be hard for me to live without. And it's just an, a really interesting thing because I remember a few years ago, I was like, all right, I've come so far with my relationship with food and my body and this, that, and the other thing. I wonder what would happen if I did a juice cleanse. Let me just try a juice cleanse and just see if I can do it. I made it eight hours. And all of those obsessive food thoughts started coming in. Like, okay, when's my next juice? When do I get to eat solid food? How can I like cheat the system and, and throw something in that's not going to be too detrimental? But you know, like all of those little like conversations you have with yourself when you're forcing yourself to diet, I made it eight hours. And so I'm really proud of myself because I think it shows that by continuing to do the mindset work that I do on a daily, sometimes a minute to minute basis, <laughs> when it comes to food and my brain, um, it pays off and you get stronger and you get better and you get more consistent and you have more self-trust the more of that work you do. So the result for me, I don't know, Danny said he thought I looked tighter, that I looked like I had... Um, tightened up a little bit. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. I'm not really sure, but it was just really cool to see like, oh, I can do this. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of a fun thing. So I don't think that you have to cut out sugar and you have to cut out flour. I think that there are a lot of benefits to it. I think that your body is a lot happier or our bodies are a lot happier with more natural foods, meaning fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, all of that good stuff. Um, no chemical shitstorm creamer. 
and just doing heavy cream and all of that. But, you know, then we get into a rabbit hole, right? Should it be organic? Should it be farm raised? Should it be this, that, and the other thing? Yes, probably to both. But, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to share that experience with you. And so now going forward, now that the 30 days are up, I'm not going to put pressure on myself to like not have avocado toast and, and all that stuff. Like I'm not going to make it a rule, but I do think there was so much value for me in seeing like, I don't need the candy. It's fine every once in a while, but I don't need it. And I'm fine without it. And I feel good without it. I have enough energy. I feel like my meals, they're still satisfying. They're still yummy. My cravings for sweets have gone way down. And the funny thing is to, I'll, I'll finish up here. Cause I know I'm kind of just rambling, but, uh, this past weekend we went out to breakfast and Danny got this waffle that had like a maple frosting kind of thing on it. And I had a bite of it. Oh my God. It was so sweet. <laughs> swear to God, my taste buds now are just like, well, and it's the same thing that happens with wine, right? I did buy a bottle of wine a few weeks ago. I had a glass and I was like, oh my God, this used to be my favorite and it doesn't even taste good. I ended up throwing it away. So your taste does change. And these things that we feel like we can't live without, like our hundred calorie packs of like Cheez-Its and all that shit, like you just don't need it. It's okay to want it. It's okay to have it. But it might be worth experimenting with not just to see it's, it's almost a way to like level up your mindset, not so much a way to change your body or manipulate your macros or anything like that. But can you do something that you once thought would be really hard or maybe even impossible? So that's my story. That's episode 51. I'll see you all next week. Bye.